0: I've said before that God deals with sin differently than how we deal with sin, and we're going to see that today in How God Deals with Sin Part 2. We're going to see how that God specifically dealt with Adam, Eve, and the serpent in their own own unique way, Uh, and we'll see that He disciplines them accordingly. Today we're going to look at How Does God Deal with Sin Part 2. Hi folks, Pastor Scott here with Truths That Transform. Thanks for tuning in and listening. I'm glad you're here. I want to just jump right into the lesson. This is the second part, like I said, of how does God deal with sin. And the first thing I want you to see in this second part is He disciplines them for their sin. He disciplines them for their sin. He makes them accountable. And that's not easy for a lot of people to do, is to make people accountable for what they do in this, you know, today in this world. Uh, unlike mankind, God disciplines us for our sin. And accordingly, he's never too harsh, but he's never too light either. He does it with the intent of teaching us a lesson so that we do not repeat what we've done wrong. First, he comes to the serpent in verses 14 and 15. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. God deals with the serpent and tells him that from now on you're going to crawl on your stomach the rest of your life. You're going to crawl on your stomach and eat dust. Now, many Bible students believe that this cur- in this curse, in this punishment of his sin, he's pronouncing that he's going to crawl. Well, many Bible students believe that perhaps the snakes walked upright somehow before the fall. Uh, if, if we read the verse correctly, if we understand the verse correctly, why would he have to crawl if he didn't crawl before you see so i don't know the bible doesn't say that but that's just something that some bible students believe is that perhaps snakes at one time maybe crawled uh maybe on two feet maybe on four uh walked up on two feet or on four. i don't know the bible does not say all we know is that god pronounces in his curse uh, that he's gonna crawl on his stomach all the days of his life then he comes to the woman to the woman and he says in verse 16 316 unto the woman he said i will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception in sorrow thou shalt bring forth children and thy desire shall be to thy husband and he shall rule over thee god punishes eve basically with pain and sorrow in childbearing and many students believe, many Bible students believe that uh, had there been no sin in the garden, had there been no sin, that there would be no pain in childbearing. Again, we can't prove these things, the Bible does not say, but uh, God, the very fact that God pronounces this at this time tells us and leads us to believe that perhaps there would be no pain if there had been no sin. Does that make sense? I hope it does. To Adam, he says. Now he deals with Adam harshly because Adam's the leader here. He's the man. He's supposed to be the leader. 17 through 19. And unto Adam he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat eat of it all the days of thy life orns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee and thou shalt eat the herb of the field in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground for out of it wast thou taken for dust thou art and unto dust shalt thou return now he said because thou hast hearkened to the voice of thy wife there are times where men should not listen to their wives and all you men say hurrah but friend when should you listen to your wife when should you not listen to your wife oftentimes our wives do take it get us out of trouble and keep us out of trouble if we listen to them because god has given them to us as our uh as our means of you know protecting us protecting our heart and you know keeping us out of trouble but ladies and gentlemen when should you not listen to your wife well does what she says and offer is what she's offering does it line up with the bible Does it line up with the Bible? Is what she's saying, is it biblical? Is it true? Does it lead to right? You see, uh, because what Eve was telling Adam to do in this context was to go against what God wanted him to do. He said, of which I commanded thee, what did he say? Of which I commanded thee, saying, thou shalt not eat of it. So Eve gave to her husband and he did eat, the Bible says. When he knew, Adam knew what God had already told him. So when God tells us to do something and man tells us to do contrary to what God tells us to do, we ought to obey God rather than men, you see. That's what the Bible teaches. God's curse to Adam is very simple. Because he sinned, because he did wrong, he must now work, and toil, and make the ground produce food for them to eat. I'm assuming that prior to the fall this was not an issue, that he, very, he I guess he didn't really toil much. I don't know. But based upon what is said, he's going to have to work, he's going to be hot, he's going to, ugh, this is going to be hard. Thorns and thistles shall it bring forth. I mean, he's going to get poked, he's going to have to cut away these brush. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. And then he says, you know, for dust thou art and unto dust shalt thou return. So he's going to die eventually. He's going to die. Sin brings death, ladies and gentlemen. So what are some lessons we can draw from this episode? What are some lessons? We can learn some valuable lessons and what are they? Number one, God does indeed punish sin. He does indeed punish sin. Perhaps not right away, but punishment does come. It does. You may not see it today. You may not see God's hand of judgment now. But be sure of this, friend. Be sure of this. God's paid, God does punish sin accordingly. And it may not be today, may not be tomorrow, but it does happen. Number two, God punishes us for our sin because he loves us and he desires that we do right. God punishes us for our sin because he loves us and he desires that we do right. He never is too harsh, and he's never too light. You may think, well, my punishment is greater than I can bear. That's what Cain said. If you read the uh, story of Cain later on in Genesis, uh, how God curses him for his sin, my punishment is greater than I can bear. No, God never punishes us greater than we can bear. He punishes us accordingly. The fact is, we just don't like to be punished. Thirdly, sin may be pleasurable for a season but it always brings suffering. Sin may be pleasurable for a season, but it always brings suffering. So, friend, if you sit there today, maybe maybe you sinned. Maybe you did something wrong, and now you're facing the consequences of your sin. I was talking to my wife the other day and how... Some people say, well, God forgives all sin, and you know, he's, he's merciful, and that's true. Sometimes God, in his mercy, he does leave some of the natural consequences to our sin, sometimes. But sometimes, friend, sometimes he lets us deal and live with the natural consequences to our sin in, in hopes to teach us a lesson. I don't know what your situation is, friend, but maybe you just need to reconcile things with God. Maybe you know you've been living in sin as a Christian, and you need to get that right. I don't know. All I know, friends, is Genesis tells us, Genesis chapter 3 tells us how God deals with sin. And we're going to look at part 3 later of how God deals with sin. But uh, for now, I want you to know that God loves you. And because He loves you, he he, He deals with our sin. So, hope you have a good day. If you need to make things right, stop and make things right with your spouse. Stop and make things right with someone today. Stop and make things right with God. You'll be much better for it. And uh, you'll be happier for it. You'll have a joy. You'll have a joy that you didn't have before. Maybe a joy that you lost. Anyway, hope that'll transform your day. Thanks for listening.